Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the podcast about action figures. But you know, it's a little bit edgier. You might even say it's a little bit extreme. And I know something about extreme because I'm the franchise Shane Douglas. Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, the gold standard. Tune in or get your, you know what, franchise. Now cut the music. Well, well, well. We're back. Everybody, welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I am a host, your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your host for this evening, or for your morning commute, or for your whole day, because mostly wrestling collectors don't have a job. Joe, Joseph Static. A nickname only a few people still call me from 2001. Welcome. Static, baby. Hello. So, Joe, well, we had a little time off. We, you know, again, we're still trying to work out the kinks to the schedule and whatnot, but we're back this week, and I'm excited to get into some stuff because I had a birthday and we were just going crazy, man. Yeah, man, we had a good time. Uh, fun time over the weekend. You know, I came down, hung out for your birthday. We took a little trip. Uh, you want to get into a, a little trip to Funkin? Funkenstein? Yeah, we'll, we'll do the Funkenstein stuff. And, you know, that was fun. And the funniest thing about it is we post all these photos, not when we're there, because we never take photos when we're there, just because we're so focused on, I don't know, we're just so focused, right? And when we're at the shop, we're just like honing in on the figures and looking at the packages and making sure we don't miss anything. It's just like, we're just on point, man. Yeah, I, I never take photos. I don't know. It's just something I don't do. Even when I was in Target the other day, um, you know, I did a quick stop in. I seen the WrestleMania display. They had all the legends fully stocked. I could have took a photo, but I just didn't even care. I just, I'm not that type of person just to take photos of the place. Sometimes I do if I'm like trying to do something funny, but yeah, it's just something. I'd rather look at the figures focus on what I'm doing there. I just never pull out the phone. Joe, you're you're killing us. You're killing our content here. Come on now. <laughs> you know, what what do I got you on here for? Just a just a quick, quick cup of coffee and then you go? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I just never do that. Then you get those people, uh what store? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Where are you located? Where are you going? What are you doing? Where is it? Well, I'm like, do you think I would ever tell you what stores I go to? Are you fucking, am I fucking retarded? Yeah, listeners, come on now. Stop, stop with the your stores. What store is this? I know most of our listeners that are probably listening to this podcast and actually appreciate it and do follow us and interact with us on the Instagram and Twitter pages at SQD Circle. If you remember, go follow us there. I mean, Guys, you're going to get quality content there. You want to see the craziness I got involved in at Funkenstein and my birthday weekend at SQD Circle AFP on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, but if I think most of these followers, they know not to ask anymore. It's the outlying people, right? You're using the tags, the yeah. hashtags here. Yeah, yeah, you get the randoms. The randoms that, that follow you for one second and then they unfollow you the next day. And I'm just like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, I, I, I can't. I'm just like, do you ever think I'm going to answer that? 
you think I'm going to tell you what store I go to so you can come and check the store out all the time? Yeah, and probably buy all the figures there yeah. and try to flip them online. Come on now. Stop it. Yeah, I would never. That's why I don't post pictures or post anything because sometimes with the posts, you know, it'll give the location and stuff. I'm just not about that. Well, yeah. So, like, we were at Funkenstein and yeah, unless it's somewhere like that. Like, if we're we're at Pandora or, you know, we're we're chilling at Paul's or something, like, I tagged Paul's toy room for the British Bulldog, you know, elite that he had. But even then, like, I tagged Paul's toy room because he doesn't really have wrestling, you know, he doesn't have that many wrestling figures there. So, if you keep in touch with him and, you know, you're like you are, well, you're a closer friend with him, you know, you, you can stop in and get a wrestling figure. But that's why I posted the Bulldog, just to let people know about Paul's. But otherwise, you know, funky and shit like that, I don't care. No, and Pan- and well, Pandora's too. Like, I mean, I did not post a lot of photos of Pandora's because I want stuff that's still there, and I don't want you to have it. <laughs> yeah, you I, listeners, I, like, I, I don't post want I don't, because... not you, Joe, but like, like, I don't want our listeners to know what they have. Yeah, go to the store if you want to know what they have, because there are th- some things there that I want, and then maybe you'll fucking buy them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I think in a way like to help Eric and DJ out, you know, get rid of some of that inventory. So I'm like, whatever. But yeah, yeah, I, I see your point. Yeah. I'm being greedy, baby. I want all the figures to myself. Ah, oh, more figures. They have that, uh, they have that. Oh, don't even mention that. Stop it. <laughs> Shh. You know, some ass is going to now call him up and buy it. And that's my freaking only opportunity to get that damn thing. So let's get back to some of the receivings. I mean, Funkin' Scene was fun. We had a good time. I mean, they had pretty good stocked inventory but we're getting to the point where we're pretty content with what we have so we didn't walk out with much yeah i i was hoping to get something i was just i was at a point where i'm like all right am i gonna just buy something to fucking buy something and i hate doing that sometimes because i you know i used to do that a lot you know i looked around you know i i don't know i just you know if you're a wrestling collector you know that feeling where you're like oh man yeah i gotta get this or yeah this is perfect I just wasn't getting that with anything. I'm like, should I force myself to buy something? I almost forced myself to buy that uh, elite um, hurricane with the long hair. I do like that figure. The the basic one with the green outfit. You mean? Is it a basic? Yeah, I think it's a basic. Yeah. I think it's I think it's an early elite man. But anyway. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. I was maybe you know if the, I was thinking about pulling the trigger on the TNA two pack. You know the beer money. Storm and Rude. Maybe I'll go back for that. But yeah, I just wasn't feeling anything there. No, I, I kind of felt the same. There were a few things I picked up. I like, you know, we talked about on the previous podcast episode that Jack's Tag Team Series 1 had bangers and they had it right there. And the card was really in good condition. I mean, I was surprised. So I had to I had to pick that up. It was like 20 bucks or something, you know. So I got that. I picked up a few other things. You know, I got picked up a little Guido R.A., picked up a Velvet Sky from TNA. I picked up what else? Uh, that Lockdown, TNA Lockdown 2-pack with Sting and Jarrett. You know, I really like that. And everything was pretty well-priced. So, like, it's weird because I got a lot, but I didn't spend a lot of money at all. You know, and that was my goal there. So, yeah, that's pretty much it, right? That's what I got there, I think. Yeah, kind of yeah. rounds everything out. Yeah, you got the... Out of all the purchases, the headbangers is great that you got the Jacks BCA headbangers, but I, I really like the uh, TNA two pack Sting and Jarrett you got. That, that was great. That's a great piece. Oh, it is. And Sting looks great. That head sculpt on that figure is amazing. I think it looks really, really cool. We talk about Marvel Toy Biz ad nauseum, and I think they just did an incredible job 
you know, with the WCW line and then obviously the TNA line afterwards and they're interchangeable. You can put them in the same world. So, I mean, it's just really, really great figures there. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of it at Funkenstein. You know, you got the bulldog at Paul's, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great figure. But yeah, Funkenstein, you know, their inventory, you know, they update it. Sometimes it's hit or miss there. You could, you could piece some stuff together though. If you're a wrestling collector, I just, I wasn't feeling it that day, but maybe I'll go back and, you know, piece a couple things together. Yeah. Oh, and I also, I forgot to add, I got the Candido, the ECW Candino. So um, I'm going to try to do a triple threat loose mint with Shane, Candido, and Bam Bam. Yeah, I have that loose Bam Bam if you want it. Yeah, I may do that. I may, yeah, I may take that just because, again, I'm trying to do that triple threat and I want it loose when I actually move into my new house and I actually have a really nice display. And I'm watching 97 right now with the, all those three in it as, you know, when Shane won the championship. Yeah, Sabu. The, yeah, I showed you the belt too, so you could, you could throw the belt on Shane. Oh, I know. It's just going to be beautiful, beautiful, nice little setup there. And Candido was doing some great work. Bam Bam was throwing Spike Dudley all over the arena. Everybody's going <laughs> freaking ape shit. He's doing crowd surfing. I mean, it's just oh my god, it's such so so good. ECW 1997 guys, start from the beginning. What might be their best year? Could be, man. Yeah, could be. I was thinking that, especially with you know kicking it off in the beginning and then barely legal. I mean, it just got started off right. I just got started off great with the Hardcore Heaven, man. Hardcore Heaven's a great pay-per-view. I think yeah, it's very you had them, rated. You had them invading Raw. You had Shane. You had Jerry Lawler, Hardcore oh, Heaven. Jerry Lawler, Tommy Dreamer, and yeah. Hardcore Heaven, man. That is a brutal match. I mean, that is, that Jerry Lawler goes back to his like Tennessee days, man. Like his bit, like I guess he was in Mid-South or whatever. Like bl- blading, just bleeding everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was fuck great match. And then- we covered it on here, you know, Bam Bam being, you know, the mystery man with Rude, him winning the title, Shane, Pittsburgh. I mean, the, the whole year was just stacked. Yeah, totally, totally stacked. And yeah, it's, you know, it's really fun because right now I'm leading into Rude choosing Bam Bam. He's choosing, you know, all of his opponent, all the opponents for Shane so far. Nothing has been crazy like Axel Rotten and stuff like that. But they're leading up to that Bam Bam Shane match, and dude, and the, I can't say enough of this, Joe. The crowd was just incredible. Talk about the Nunzio I got, or the I say a little Guido, but it's Nunzio RA. I mean, where's my pizza? Oh yeah, I little they used to, Caesar. <laughs> I forgot they used to chant that. I remember that man. Oh my god! And you know what? I, previous podcast episode. I we did mention that we loved the FBI with Sally, you know, Big Sal, Sally Graziano, Little Guido, and then you had um, Tony Mama Luke. Tony Mama Luke, right? And we loved that version of the FBI. But the more I'm watching '97, I mean, oh my God, Tracy Smothers from fucking Nashville, Italy. And he goes up there with his dance, and they're he's fucking doing da 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 da, da you know da 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 da. Yeah, you know? that that's a great FBI, but I feel like the uh, Guido Mama Luke with the tag titles is a little better. I no, I I agree, I do agree. But the heat they got, like Wildfire Tommy Rich too. I mean, Jesus, oh Christ, yeah, Tommy yeah. Rich man, he's just freaking. He is just f bombing it. He's getting in people's face. The fans are in his face. They're like, ah, 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 ah. you know, they're like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You know, he's like, ah, you know, like, dude, the, the, it's, dude, it's so 
freaking intense. Like even the Dudleys, oh my God, the amount of heat they had was so awesome. And I remember I used to be in these guys' faces, you know, that's why uh, Bully uh, Bubba Ray was uh, calling my friend in a chihuahua, you know? It's like, you know, and then going to tell him, uh, you know, he sucks his mom's cock and then dick and whatever, you know, his mom sucks his dick, you know, and all this shit. I mean, I was at these events, man. And it's just like I, I sit back and I watch this stuff. Right. Will it ever happen again? Could it ever happen? I don't know. I don't think so. People have been chasing ECW since it ended forever. Man, I, I just wish someone would. Why don't we do it? Fuck it. Start our own promotion. We should just start our own promotion, man. Like legit, I don't know. We'll hire Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> well, that well, it's dead. It's dead. It's dead right off the bat, then. <laughs> 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 Fucking Tommy yeah. Dreamer is connected to everything hardcore, man. It'll be uh, doomed. Oh my! I'll tell you one thing. I talk about this with my friend Kevin. Man, that's actually his, his last name too. But that's. <laughs> 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 but I talked to my friend Kevin and. You know, we listen to Busted Open. You listen to Busted Open. I listen to Busted Open. And when Tommy Dreamer is on there the day after, like, an AEW or an NXT show, I mean, like, I, he just has nothing bad to say. And I'm just like, oh, my God, the shows are not perfect at all. You know, that's why I like Bubba. You know, Bubba, actually, you know, he he's very, very constructive. You know, he's very, very... Yeah, it's very different. I rather... I like when it's LeGreca and Bubba. That's my favorite. I don't really listen to the other ones. Yeah. Like Dreamer, Dreamer, I do, but Dreamer is very nice. He's very nice, yeah, very nice. Like he's like, oh, this is the great, this is great. These storylines are the best. This show is awesome, man. I'm really enjoying every single thing they do every week. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell planet are you? Maybe you did get hit over that with the chair too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's at a place in his life where his brain's doing something weird. Something's going on, Jesus, or he just got fed a, too much of that uh, WWE uh, Fruit Loops over there. You know, <laughs> I think when he was with the WWE, they fed him too much Fruit Loops over there. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, fucking fucking dreamer. But yeah, anyway, we should start our own promotion, and we'll just rent out the ECW arena, and we'll bring back Joel Gertner. How about that? We'll bring back Joel Gertner. We'll light Joey Janela on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I want to actually light him up for his piece of shit. <laughs> See, those are the those are the wrestlers though that have been chasing chasing ECW when the, since I went off the air. I know, I know, it's sad. Anyway, we gotta we gotta move out, dude. I'm hardcore. I'm so fired up because you know we're in WrestleMania season. Not that I'm fired up about WrestleMania. It was so funny. You, when we were at Funkenstein, showed me, you're like, oh, man, look, this is the lineup. Uh, aren't you excited? And I was like. Pfft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, it's a packed week. And I'm like, he's like, I think you even asked me, are you going to watch any of this? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's a fucking packed week, man. Oh, God. Uh, hey, teach his own, right? I'm yeah. gonna be watching 1997 ECW while everybody's watching fucking Mania and all this shit. Oh my god. Anyway, so let's move on. Big, big. This is big. We're in the thick of it, right? We're we're leading up to WrestleMania. Big time wrestling going on. AEW, NXT. Today, Happy 316 Day. We are recording on Tuesday of this week. 
So we're getting the episode in a little earlier. So don't chastise us if we're not covering something that's breaking, you know, breaking on Friday or something. But yeah, Ultimate Edition pre-orders were announced this week. Got the Ric Flair and the Stone Cold. What is this, Series 9 now, I believe? Yeah. So I ordered them. I, I like both figures. Definitely the Flair is definitely better, I feel like, than the, than the Stone Cold. I agree. I think the Flair is great. Comes with a awesome robe, two great head scans. I, d- I don't really have anything bad to say about these figures. I mean, we're going to say something bad about the Ultimate Editions, I think, as we move into one of our other topics of discussion to start the show. But to start, I really don't have anything bad to say about this figure. Yeah, I, I, I like the selection. I like the color choice on the flare. I think that's great. You know, the title there, same thing with Austin. I'm glad he comes with the belt. You know, the Attitude Error belt. I do like that belt. Uh, yeah, don't really have much to say about these, you know. I think both of them look pretty good. I like the flare a little more than the Stone Cold. I feel like the Stone Cold is only so much he could do with, you know, his character, his gear. He didn't really change much. Add a couple little extra pieces in there. And Stone Cold's a character I feel like a lot of people consistently buy, you know, when his figures come out. So for the Ultimate Edition line, the choices they picked here are not bad. Flair and Austin always sell. And that's what you want. You want longevity in the line, and this is what they should have originally done. So I agree with you there. I, you know, the Austin is what it is, right? I mean, it's not, you get a hat, you get a neck, a gold necklace, you get the Austin 316 shirt with the smoking skull on the back, you get the vest, the original 316 style vest. He's got one knee brace, three head sculpts. So all of them look great. And then really the the highlight is the titles. And they said this was going to be the year of the title. And you got that new kind of blue strap, which I don't think they've ever done that color blue on the strap. I think it's definitely a new color of blue they're using. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that blue. Yeah. That's like the blue. And I'm trying to think when that blue was popular. Had to be right off the bat, right? Was that when he beat Kane? I remember he beat Kane on Raw for that belt. Had to be something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He he hit the stunner twice, I believe, or hit the stunner once. I don't remember, but I remember him carrying that belt after. Hey, look, you you know I'm going to pre-order all these Ultimate Editions. I guess the rumored lineup is the Brothers of Destruction next, Kane and Undertaker. Was oh, that man. the rumor? That's good. Yeah, if you get them both in the you know the same series, Series Ten, that would be fun. You know, quick mention on the flare too. I do like the. Of course, it comes with the big gold, but I do like the extra head there where he's doing the woo. I think that's cool. Oh, yeah, they nailed it. This figure is incredible. I mean, I again, you I don't have a bad thing to say about it. Yeah, great. Uh, like I said before, great color choice, especially on that robe. Fantastic. I do like the robe, too. I like the, the frill on it. It looks really nice, too, the way they did it. It almost looks like fur. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the robe looks really nice, detailed. I do like that a lot, and I definitely love the color choice on the boots, too, with that robe. Those boots look, Those boots pop. And then, and then on the back, you know, you get a little piece there where he's in the similar colors. They don't really show the boots, but I'm assuming it's uh, the same. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, and then do the four horseman hands. You're set there. You're really set there. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it, it checks all the boxes. You get the long hair. Dude, you can't you can't go wrong. I mean, these, these will be figure of the year contenders, you know? The Stone Cold definitely looks good. I like that you get the hat, too. I feel like the hat adds to it. Definitely. And it's a different cap because the defining moments, the raw defining moments, one where the defining moments, Steve Austin, where he had the camo gear with the camo hat and the chain and stuff. That was from when he rode out in the beer truck, I think. Correct? Yeah. 
That's what it looks like. He did come with a hat there, but it was that camo-inspired hat in the gold chain. So we haven't had these type of accessories for an Austin in a while, in a very long time. Yeah, instant pickups. Again, I think, like you said, the Rook Flare beats the Austin just because of the robe and the they nailed both head scans on the Flare. You get the Four Horsemen, you get the big gold. Personally, again, I would I would pick the Flare. I think the Flare is definitely figure of the year contender. The Austin is a great figure, but... It's Austin. It's Austin, exactly. You can only do so much, right? Yeah, that's why they had to do the Stunning Steve, you know, just get, give us a little bit, something different. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I'm done with Austin figures. I don't need another one. <laughs> I know. I'm not big on those either, man. Those are like Triple H figures for me. Right? I mean, what else can you do for Austin? And and again, we keep talking about Mattel guys and gals. They're coming to an end here, man. I'm sorry, but there's not much more they can do. And if you're going to just keep rehashing this stuff, again, I'm just not going to... I'm not buying Austin. Like, the Royal Rumble Austin was an exception. I didn't even want it to begin with. I'm done with elite Austins unless they really knock something out of the park. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been done with Austins for a long time. Exactly. So I think that's that. Moving on to another line, controversial line. We didn't oh get to discuss this. Let's do it. Super 7, NJPW line. I have them all in hand. You have the Okada. What do you think of Okada? It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. I don't really freaking know. I was thinking about this today, thinking, preparing for the show. I just don't know. I don't know. I think bottom line, I'm okay with it in the box. Yeah. I think that's really it, man. I don't know. For some reason, I just can't, like, describe. I don't know. Can't really put into detail what I'm thinking about. You know, the presentation's good. Box looks good. If you're a mid-on-card collector, I think it looks good. You know, I like the detailing on the robe. It's a different company doing a different set of wrestling figures. So, you know, you take that into consideration. I'm glad it comes with the title, which I'm big on the belts. You get the IWGP title with Okada. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll let you take it from here, man, since you broke them out of the box. Yeah, so I broke two already. I'm going to break the other two, and I ordered another set just because I think they're fantastic. I really do. I don't know why people have so many gripes with these figures. and Yeah, because pe- people are shitting all over them. People are shitting all over them. I think it's unwarranted. These aren't supposed to be Mattel figures. They're supposed to be Super 7 figures. They're not supposed to have Mattel articulation. They're supposed to have Super 7 articulation. And to be quite honest with you, I broke the Okada out and the Ishii. They're both phenomenal. And I took photos of them, really rough photos of them out of the box. And again, they are just quality. From the paint deco to the seamless design of the figures... They just look great. You know us, we're pretty much mint on car collectors for life. <laughs> and hashtag MOC, hashtag MOC for life. And we're not going to do all this fucking stupid figure photography. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think there's so much emphasis on this small niche, small percentage of the population of collectors out there that are posing these fucking things in weird poses and shit. And half the time, they're not even posing them in weird poses. So why are they complaining about articulation? Yeah, it's, uh, I honestly, you know, we spoke before the show, I honestly forget about figure photography sometimes. I'm just like, I go back to the days of the early 90s, but you collect the figures. You collect figures. This is, this is great. You know, you play with them. Even back then, you display a couple. But yeah, I, I kind of forgot until you mentioned it again that people are actually taking 
photos and action shots of these figures so they need them you know the articulation to be a certain way i don't even that doesn't even cross my fucking mind to be honest with you no and it's a very small percentage of the people that are doing this and doing it well to give them what they want i'm sorry they're like with this flair i need to reenact wrestlemania 8 with the macho man please let me be able to do that so i need to bend his fucking arm all the way back around back to his head again but again, how much movement did they even move in that match? You know, Flair never even moved. You couldn't even get off the top rope without uh, almost almost killing himself. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I can't stress that enough. I don't even think about figure photography. Like I said, like in the beginning of the podcast, if I started doing figure photography, I'd be out of my house. I'd get kicked out. The only figure photography you're going to see on this podcast, guys, is the photos of the figures in box and some out of the box in a straight position pose. That's it. Yeah. If I set up a ring and a fake crowd and actually made a replica of the arena and I started taking pictures with a real camera, I'd have to take that, take my possessions and find a new place to live. <laughs> like if, I re- if I started doing that... I'd probably have to get committed. And we've we've discussed this. I mean, yeah, you would you would be divorced and you'd be have visitation rights on Saturdays and then guys you would we wouldn't even have a podcast. So I'm like, listen, a, but, you know, think about it. But this. at least they added butterfly joints to the figures. That's what I'll be saying to myself. So I can get these shots a little better and give my take, even though nobody gives a fuck, you know, and I'm taking these action shots. Like people are or do people really care? No, nobody gives a shit. Nobody I mean, gives a flying fuck about your action shots, guys. I'm sorry. Like, especially <laughs> like if you're that's doing the reality, it bad. Like, man, you're going to look back on this and you're going to have to just be like, what the fuck was I doing? I know. Why did I waste so much time? I think the people that do this have like real jobs, though. Like, the people that actually spend time and take these pictures, they just do it as a hobby. I get it. But they're, they're, um, they're making like a lot of money. I feel like a lot of these different people, the ones that actually do it the right way, they have a, a career. You know, this is something they do on the side. You can definitely tell. Yeah, or they have like a career in photography or something like that. Yeah, you know, something the people that lines. do it well, exactly. Yeah. So if that's your passion and you wanna collect figures and, and your passion is figures and photography or wrestling and photography, we totally get it. You know, I understand that. That's cool. But guess what? The majority of people aren't that. Okay. And the majority of the people that are taking photos of this stuff don't take photos very well. They can maybe aspire to take photos and stuff like that, but the majority of people aren't probably going to do that. And the majority of people, let's just be frank here, are going to put these figures on their shelf in a standing up-down pose, and they're not going to need butterfly joints and three-pin double-jointed knees and articulated toes and all this bullshit. (laughs) They're like, this figure has 65 points of articulation, and I'm going to put it in my DTOF on a shelf. Exactly. I'm like, what okay. the fuck? After I take these pictures, I'm going to fucking sell it. That's what happens, right, Joe? <laughs> the majority of the people that are taking all these photos of these figures too, and I've seen it. Look, I don't want to shout out names because they do quality work, but there's this YouTube channel, Figure Collections or something, and they have an online database and they do great work and they do great biographies about certain lines and stuff. You got to check them out on YouTube. They're really cool. They do have an Instagram site as well. But they have an eBay page, and after they do their YouTube videos, all the figures they buy, they sell. Yeah, it's just for the for the shots or the video. That's it. For the video, and that's it. Exactly. So, like, 
okay, that's great. I do understand you collect some things, but other things, you know, you do want to have like, yeah, you want to create a biography or something of the a certain figure line or, you know, a short documentary on it. And you need to buy certain things to, to do that. And then what do they do? They sell them off afterwards because they're maybe not, they don't like that particular wrestler or that particular line or something like that. But I get it. Again, though, this articulation is not necessary. And I really want to talk about this because if you didn't see this interview, guys, you got to go check this interview on YouTube. Go to the Major Pod Network. They do the live interview with Brian Flynn from Super 7. Brian Flynn is the owner of Super 7. I'm sorry. He understands the toy business. I don't care what anybody says. Everything he says is true. They're the facts. It's how it works. And if you don't believe him, then you're choosing not to believe him because you're ignoring it. Okay? Now, they do a great interview with him. And I just want to give you the timestamp, what he talks about as it relates to articulation, seamless design, and realism. Okay? And this timestamp is 33 minutes into the interview. So go check it out. He has some really valid points here. You know, he states more articulation does not necessarily equal better quality. It's not always the case. He feels that articulation can get in the way with what the figure is trying to do. He says it also is depending on what you want to do with the figure, right? So like, I don't want to, I don't care about articulation because I'm putting it on my detolf. I'm putting it in my display. And I'm not posing it. And the reality is, he does say this 99% of the time, they are just going to be standing on a shelf. Okay? Because not all these fucking people are doing this figure photography shit. Okay? There are less people doing it than more. Let's say if it's 5% of people are doing figure photography. It doesn't warrant giving them all these extra points of articulation and cuts. You know, just like unseamless design and pins in the legs and everything like that. So Brian tries to stay away from that. He doesn't want to take away articulation intentionally, but he wants to make the toy or the item look as realistic as possible. So he actually brings out an example. He has an Ultimate Editions Bret Hart, and he shows you on this video the difference in the seamless design of his Super 7 NJPW figures versus the Ultimate Editions Bret Hart and the Bret Hart does look weird. You know, even the leg doesn't go straight because of the the V pin, the pins in the leg and how it's constructed and the V shape of it, the cuts in the thighs and stuff. He said it just it just pains him to see all that stuff because it doesn't look real. He looks at it as unrealistic. It drives him crazy and he sees the remnants of manufacturing or over manufacturing. And he doesn't want that in his figures. He wants realism. He wants seamless design, like if you were to see a real leg, no pins, etc. And he said, with his joints and the way that they're manufactured, you can get really good articulation in the hips and the legs and the knees and the arms. In his figures, yeah, you're not going to get a more than 90 degree bend in most scenarios, but when are you going to use that? That's the point of it all. Butterfly joints are a perfect example of this too on the Ultimate Editions. Most of the figures look weird, Joe, because of these butterfly joints. Like if you don't have them with a vest or their shirt on or their entrance robe or whatever, and you just pose them in some basic positions, 
All the cuts in those butterfly joints look weird on the figure, man. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And even if you pose all your figures, like if you have a loose collection and, you know, you pose, you know, your Jacks, your Galoops, your Hasbros, your, you know, Charper or whatever, you pose them all together. And, you know, if you pose some of the newer figures like the uh, Ultimate Editions or some of the Elites, they just stand out because they just look unrealistic sometimes. I think that's the uh, point you're getting across too. Yeah, they just look unrealistic and overmanufactured. So, look, we're not going to be we're not going to hide it. We actually saw a post from Bill McKenna around Christmas time, and he had a nice display of the various wrestling figures from various toy companies throughout the years, right? And he had that Ultimate Editions Hogan posed in that picture, and. If you look closely at that Ultimate Edition Hogan next to all those other figures, it looks fucking weird, especially in the pose he has him with his arms kind of in the Raven and Tommy Dreamer pose. Yeah, it just looks fucked up. It looks fucked up. Like, I I would take any of the other figures over that one in that picture. I know. I think that's what Brian's getting across, too. People are so caught up on those figures, though, like. All the people complaining and the people that have the NJPW's loose start, I'll never buy this shit again. I can't turn his waist. I can't bend his leg. I'm like, okay. How far do you fucking want to bend his leg? They're just so used to that, like being able to bend a fucking figure every which way. And, you know, um, AEW, you know, the uh, Jazzwares definitely plays into that too. But, I mean, they're trying to get off the ground with those figures as well. And they don't want the people complaining. So... They kind of go with the flow. I think they do it a little better, though. They hide a lot of the stuff very well, you know, and I think like, oh, yeah, even definitely. With the, I think the ratcheted joints help in their case as well. But even if you look at an AEW compared to a Mattel Ultimate Editions, let's just say the AEW looks more realistic than the Ultimate Edition because it's not over manufactured. Yeah, without a doubt. But I think that's happening, too, because... You know, it's coming to a point where they're trying different things. I mean, they've been with the, they've had the license for so long now, you know. And before we move into the this week's edition of the Gorilla Position, where we will be talking Mattel, specifically Legends, you know, I had a conversation with another friend of ours, KWK Sean, and you know, he's like, oh man, you're finally seeing the light, huh? And Joe and I have had this conversation, Joe, we, we've had this conversation probably in the past month, I don't know, a handful of times where we're done with Mattel, man. Like, not entirely, but for the most part, right? I mean, what's going to happen? Like, yeah, every every elite set, I just don't give a shit about. No, I don't care about any of the elite sets coming out. There's no connection there, right? So there's two, there's a two part problem, right? You have a huge, you have a license for such a long time where you've done everything, right? That you could possibly do. And then now you're seeing Mattel focus on, especially in the elite line and the basic line, a lot more NXT people, but man, I'm just not emotionally invested in these NXT stars. Yeah, not like it used to be. Like, even when the NXT TakeOver sets were out, those were pretty popular. Like, I, I enjoyed getting all those. Yeah, now it's just like hit or miss. 86, 87, I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, all right, maybe 88. The only thing I'm after is the collector's editions, like the add-ons, like the Bulldog, the Kama, you know, figures like that. Yeah, I know. So I was talking to Sean about, I'm like, you know, there's an inherent problem when I'm excited or the most excited I am for a figure is is Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got to get that Kama. But isn't that a little bit pathetic at the same time? 
you think about it. You know what's weird too, though. I can't even tell you what set that's too. I don't. I, I for, don't know. I, I forgot what the bulldog is too. I just don't even know what set he belongs to anymore. I think that's why my memory is failing with the Mattel stuff is because I just don't care. You know how every week after week I'm like Legends Nine, Legends Eight, Legends Seven. Oh well, okay, I just got to get that one. You know? Yeah, like I just forget about it. And they have so many different lines too now. You know? Oh, that's an Amazon only, and people are going crazy for the um, fan takeovers in the beginning. You know, they're like, oh my god, they're sold out. You'll never be able to get that steamboat on there. I signed on Sunday, Saturday after we left Funkin' just to look. And I got the steamboat, coal. They got delivered the next day. I'm like, people are going nuts for no reason. I know. I got steamboat. Yeah. I got the coal too, because I, I like Adam Cole. I got the Basler too, for some odd reason. I don't even know why. Sometimes when we're on Amazon, that happens, I think, more than anything. Yeah, you just throw throw a couple figures in the car and- Yeah, you're just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah see, you later. see you later. <laughs> I still would have liked the other choices for the steamboat, because you know they put the choices on the back of the fan takeovers to see what didn't get picked. And everybody picked that fucking WrestleMania 3 attire, man. I would have preferred the Starcade. Without a doubt. That was a close second, man. I'm like, why do you want WrestleMania 3, man? I'm like, Jesus Christ. But whatever. We've complained about that. Mattel should just make the decisions. Let's have confidence in Bill. Let's have confidence in Steve, Rob. But again, it goes back to what we were originally saying. You're looking for things to do with a line that you've, it's, it's, it's exhausted, right? I mean, the possibilities. So now it's like, okay, we'll bring the fans in to make them happy. Let's bring some of these fucking complainers in that think they know everything about the figure industry. Let's get them on the horn. Really, you have to do that because there's not many options left, man. So that's the one problem that they're faced with, I think, with this line is that they've just had it forever and it's just the fans are just not emotionally invested in these wrestlers and I'm not. And the rating shows that the ratings, uh, granted, they are selling a lot of wrestling figures. I'm not saying that. That's not the point of our conversation. The point of the conversation is personally us as wrestling figure collectors. And I think there are other people out there in the wrestling figure communities feel the same way where we're just not connecting with the product because the product on television isn't good. And they've really again, when you look at legends and stuff, have given us everything they could possibly give us at this point. Yeah. You know, when I'm looking forward to getting comma out of everything that's coming out, I think there's an inherent problem there. Yeah, I'm like, uh, let me get Mae Young and leave the rest of the set. I'd even do that, but... <laughs> but I know, it, it, it's kind of, like I said, it's like, uh. And then I think another problem is, again, it, it comes with the, it's a two-parter. Again, that product, that product is just bad, man. And, you know, they got to combat with that. So we'll see. I don't know, man. Well, I, hopefully they, they give us something a little better in 2022. I, I'm really done with Mattel in 2021. Unless they knock it out of the park. I need more Hogan's. I'll get more Hogan's. Obviously, you know, I'm a warrior mark. I'll do all the warriors that come out. Some of the stuff that are coming out is is just an easy pass with me. I'll do Ultimate Edition if it makes sense, you know? Yeah, some of the exclusives. Just say that over. Yeah, some of the ringside exclusives. Exactly, exactly. So to, to round out uh, this week's uh, intro news session, Zombie Sailor Toys signing people left and right. He's got Earl Hebner now. He's got this. He's got that. He's got Kevin Sullivan. He's got... I mean, I don't even know. He's got so many people signed and no pre-orders listed. I don't even know what the fuck's coming out. He did release images of the Sabu, and it looks great. It's an instant buy. Yeah, the Zombie Sailor toys line, I think it's going to look great. 
you know, I think he's really going to put time in. You know, he's a collector. He's going to, looks like attention to detail on those. But to get this Sabu, it looks pretty, pretty awesome. Does look pretty awesome. Comes with the removable headdress, which is great. Still waiting to hear what color he's going to choose for the tights. Can't wait to see that. And I just want to start pre-ordering some of this stuff. I don't know what, I don't know his, I guess he's all about the hype, man. But, I, you know, sometimes it can be a little exhausting, even with his, like, retro releases. I'm just like, dude, just fucking release the shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know, like, like, come on, dude. Like, your hype is not that big. And Josh, I don't think you're listening because you don't even listen to the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. And we want you on the podcast to better explain your strategy. But just fucking give us pre-orders, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Super think, Seven I, think I read something where it's going to be up for pre-order like a, a set amount of time for these figures. Yeah, it'll be like a Super 7 model, I'm assuming. Made yeah, to order. Some, yeah, something maybe a little shorter than a month, but yeah. you'll have some time to get it. Yeah, everybody will get it. It'll be fun. It'll be a great line. You know he's going to do quality work. It, they, the figures already look great, the two-ups and everything of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast guys. And yeah, we'll just go from there. I did get a really quickly, I wanted to mention from Ringside Collectibles, just at my doorstep, I just opened it up. I got the two-pack of the Giant and Ric Flair, the Champion Showdown Series 3 two-pack. Oh, yeah. Super impressed, bro. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. They nailed the big show or the Giants, uh, the big show, the Giant head sculpt i mean it's amazing it's an elite head sculpt with the true effects on it it is so fucking good i mean i am so sad that this is going to be his last figure because if we could have got this head on an elite body i think it would have just been awesome but i guess you could technically buy this figure and then use the previous elite release which is like now 250 dollars. so good luck getting that one the one with the nwo shirt yeah. And the new Ric Flair head sculpt's pretty key too. I actually really like it with the short hair. He did; they did a really, really good job. It's true FX on that as well, and he's got that green tights with the yellow boots, which is an iconic, iconic tight combination, tight boot combination. So this is '96 where Flair faced the Giant. Yeah, it's an interesting two pack. I, I was curious about the yeah the, the Flair head sculpt and the Giant. Let's see what the Giant looked like in person. Yeah, and this is when the Giant beat him on April 29th, 1996. So I would recommend getting this, guys. I don't even know if it's going to be released to to Walmart. I got mine from Ringside Collectibles. I'm probably going to have to pick up another one just because I like it so much. And they've just been not been sending me good boxes. So I'll complain and try to pick up another one. But who knows if this is even going to be released at retail. Yeah, I've been seeing the championship showdowns in Target. But yeah, yeah, hopefully they'll they'll make it to this one. Yeah, I think they would. I think the Giant, I think it's already in production, but I don't think you're going to see any Paul White figures after this, you know? Yeah, that'll probably be it. Oh, this will probably be his last one, so pick it up, guys. And guys, let's get right into it now. We get right into this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. I can feel electricity in the air. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. Joe, what are we even talking about? Oh, Mattel WWE Legends Series 9, and we have them in hand. We finally have them all in hand. Wow, what a release. What a fucking fucktoid, bullshit, garbage, no brick seek, pulling my hair out bullshit kind of a situation this was. You know what's kind of funny? Um, 
I just walked into Target and boom, there they all were. Like I had like for for once, you know, I had zero issues finding these. I just walked in and boom. <laughs> they were right there. So I was like, oh shit. There was no hunting for me on this set, which is nice. Well, fuck you. <laughs> and they, I think they just put them out. Like the guy was just put them out. It was like six o'clock at night or seven at night. So I got I walked in, I got lucky. You got lucky, man. Hey. You are you are very lucky on those fake HUDs. Even like I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, for some reason, I don't know. I just didn't buy any of the figures the other day. They had the little WrestleMania display in Target and uh they had all the legends and I had them. And I thought about getting some of the WrestleMania. They didn't have the Shawn Michaels, but I went recently and it, it's completely empty. You would have never known any of those figures were there. The display's gone too. It's crazy, right? <laughs> well, you know who got to that. We're not going to mention any days, oh, but I have, I, have, I, have, I have a feeling that uh, <sighs> it's just, it's out of control. Let's stick on topic anyway. Let's I know, I know. I was just saying, like, you got to be go. there. You got to be there at the right time. There was somebody on Twitter saying, man, you you got lucky. I never find those. And you just got to actually fucking go out and hunt, unfortunately. Sitting online complaining is not going to get you anywhere. No, no. That's another thing. Yeah. And we're not going to get you figures, guys. Get on your, get off your asses and get out there. It's good for walking too. I mean, it's actually you know a good I, exercise. You know what I seen the other day? I don't know if it's funny or not. One thing I can't fucking stand in the Facebook groups is when people are like, they take a picture of what's at Target. They're like, I'm here. Let me know if you need anything. I hate that number one anyway, for some reason. But uh, there was somebody that's like, I'm here. I don't have any money. I'm broke. Let me know if you need anything. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't you be out getting a fucking job? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a legend right there, isn't it? (laughs) Who walks into Target with a fucking empty wallet and says, yo, let me know if you guys need anything. I don't have any money, but just send me it. See what I can this do. This is Facebook, though. I do not go. I don't know how you're in these. You would die if you were in these groups. You would fucking commit suicide. Dude, I'd be getting into fights with everybody. You have people like that. You have the subtle people that are like, hey, just fixed up my room. And they'll like show every single LJN on the card on the wall. They're like, <laughs> oh, just new to the group. Uh, here's my stuff. Like, they're basically saying, fuck all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Fuck all you. Or they got the picture off Google. You get that too, where the person's like, I just picked this up for five bucks. Did I get lucky? And it's a picture off Google. Oh, of course. They're all liars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, I just found this at a flea market for $7. It's a card at uh, LJ and Hogan. I'm like, okay. Oh, you get you get a mix. Well, you're, be, you're better just not going in those groups. I can't. No, I can't go in those groups. I'd, I'd freaking. Or I'm new to up. a group. Does anybody know how much this is worth? And it's like a Hasbro one, two, three kid. Oh my god! And somebody's like, it's worth about fifty to sixty bucks. It's a mix. You get some decent people, but for the most part, it's like the scum bottom of the earth is in these groups. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, Legend Series Nine, Undertaker, Million Dollar Man, Tatanka, Volkov, Case Pack, Two Undertaker, One Tatanka, One Volkov, One Million Dollar Man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're being big time trolls in this episode joe <laughs> that's the name of the episode i think because it's at night we're all fucking tired you it's know? Like, like who the fuck's who the fuck's uh running to the shelves for these volkoffs like good, good <laughs> luck good luck reselling those all you guys that want to flip this stuff buy those vocals up <laughs> buy those 
No one's paying. But no one. Maybe the million dollar man chase. Maybe no one's fucking reselling these. Don't resell these guys, please. Like, what are you thinking? If I go to the show, like the you know, like the toy show, the Wayne show, I'm gonna see a thousand of these, and then at the end of the day, I'm gonna see a thousand of them in the trunk at the end of the night. Oh yeah, you're not selling these. So. No, that Undertaker. You're making five bucks. Exactly. It's not worth your time or effort to post or even talk about them. This is what I'm saying, guys. Look, you can't be that hard up for $5, bro. You know what? If you're that hard up for $5, don't buy your fast food, all right? Like, don't buy the $5 <laughs> Happy Meal or whatever the fuck you are at McDonald's because that's $5 in your pocket and you could probably afford to eat a little less too. I'm sure you don't need to eat three meals a day. You probably cut it down to two to start. Keep the $5 in your pocket. Don't buy the $5 Starbucks coffee either because you can put that in your money. Now you got $10 in your pocket that you didn't have before and you didn't have to fucking sell a goddamn action figure. Dork, I got to sell this Undertaker. I got to sell this million dollar man, man. I'm like, well, (laughs) uh, stop drinking all the fucking energy drinks. Stop eating fucking McDonald's all day. There you go. That's probably going to be 20 bucks in your pocket a day easily. Yeah, this episode is definitely going to be called Troll. (laughs) Even at the shows, like, I don't know, man. I'm just like, these people are just eating fucking trash, drinking Coke, like drinking Cokes and Monsters and fucking all this bullshit at like seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm just getting sick to my stomach. I mean, you did buy one of those grilled cheeses at the Wayne Toy Show once, and I was like, I can't believe you're fucking eating. Oh that, my bro. god, man, I was fucking starving. You're but that, fucking, but that was like you're later dying. on in the you're day. Kill yourself, man. I That's know. disgusting. Like you don't have a fucking choice sometimes. No, but I was just like, you just gotta not eat, man. That's it. <laughs> no, nah, sometimes I do that too. But I'm just like, man. All right. So, what's our position on this? I I, I don't really have much to say about this, Ed, Joe. I mean, yeah, but I thought we give our position on it. Since it came back, Series 7 was pretty good. You know, you only had the three minus the Sting, so that kind of took away a little bit of the steam. Series 8, I enjoyed. I thought Series 8 was pretty solid. But Series 9, I mean, do you does it hold up, or is 8 still maybe the best set? I think 8 would probably have to be the best set of the newly released stuff. Like, I do like The Undertaker. The Undertaker in person is good. So if you look at the set as a whole, the... Updated Undertaker, that version, the purple really pops on it. I do like that version of Taker. I like that he comes with the little mask um, on the side, which you can put on him. That figure, I think, is great. Million Dollar Man, I do like. I think that's good. Good version of the Million Dollar Man. Tatanka is probably my favorite, just for the attire alone. I think that's a solid figure. The Volkov, I could care less about. So that's kind of like a killer on the set. And as a whole... I'd say it's pretty good, but honestly, eh, it's like whatever. The Tatanka I really like, but it's like one of those legend sets where you're just like, okay, this is kind of like whatever. I agree. So, I mean, I think it definitely comes in second of the newly released legend series that, that were that were out. I mean, the first series, God 7, was just like such a letdown when they had to have the stinger out. And, you know, we love that Greg Valentine and the Razor is really great too, but... At the same time, it sh- it was just like just a letdown of a, an introduction, I think. And I'm surprised actually didn't shelf warm as much as it did. I mean, they, they sold through everything. I don't see it anywhere. So I know there's a couple floating Bobby the Heenans here and there, but that is probably the worst set of the newly released Legends 
uh, or the reintroduction of the Legend series. I personally think that you can't beat eight for a variety of reasons. I mean, you're looking at new figures in this entire set. I mean, everything is a new figure except for the Paul Orndorff, which was a re-release. So if you take that into consideration, I think you got to look at that. And compared to this set, you know, you're getting a re-release Undertaker, basically. You know, we have this Undertaker. It's just done a little better. And I agree with you. It's a great figure. It looks pops. It looks great. It's everything you wanted in that original release and you didn't get. I think that's the that's what it being in this set, I think that elevates it a little bit more. Just because people are like, shit, I got to get this one. You know, especially the Undertaker collectors. Yeah, and it gives you that opportunity because previously, if, you know, if you passed on that, I guess that was, what was that? Oh my God, I forgot what Elite Series. I mean, we're so far in now. It's probably in the 30s or something like that. But if you passed on that one, this is your chance to get it and it's updated and it's great. It looks great. Million Dollar Man, Million Dollar Man was a no-brainer. I think you're done with Million Dollar Man now though. You got him in his suit. It's the molded suit. It looks so much better than that Endred's Greats figure in the cloth suit. Technically, it's a re-release to a certain extent, but not because it's a Oh, well, I wouldn't say it's a new body mold. It's definitely a reused suit body mold, but they did an incredible job. It looks great. I love the gray. You got it finally in the Chase edition. It's a great figure. The Tatanka is original. I love it. It's the Tatanka tire I wanted. I remember him the most. I think it pops. It's his younger kind of look. Wonderful figure. And like you said, the Volkov, who gives two fucks. I think the Volkov, though, does look good. I do like the updated head sculpt. I think they nailed it. I'm not going to get down on the quality of the figure because it does look really good. That head sculpt is key. But everything else is a reuse, right? And I don't give a shit about Volkov that much to get it. But I have it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you you, you have to you have to get it to complete the set. And I think it's like the uh, baby face Volkov anyway. So you're like, okay, so different version i guess of volkov and it completes the set so you're like i guess i have to get it my whole point of this is this but you're done with it so when, when you talk about close-offs i mean i never want to see another volkov again i never want to see another tatanka again i don't think we need one i don't want to see another million dollar man again we don't need one unless they give me maybe manager million dollar man you know like with his million dollar corporation look or something like that i don't need another million dollar man yeah no it's kind of the end for a lot of these well, The Undertaker, they'll keep doing until the line goes out. But for the rest of these, yeah, I don't think you can do anymore. Maybe you can... I know Jax did it. R.A. Tatanka? Yeah, when he's with the uh, corporation. No, that was... You mean the Million Dollar Corporation Tatanka? Or the when he was in, like, 2000-whatever? Yeah, like the, the, uh, the darker Tatanka. I don't think they ever did that one. Like the darker trunks, darker boots. Ticket of the Jax one. You know the Jax one they did? That one I always enjoyed. Yeah, but that's like when he's older. That was like when he was like 10 years later. No, in 2000s he came back? I don't think so, because he had like the... Uh, maybe it was. Maybe. I don't know. No. Yeah, I think so, man. I think you're thinking Yeah, about- it's the 2004 uh, Tataka. He's got like the black. Yeah, yeah. He's got the red, red across his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Ruthless Aggression series 23 to talk. Yep, that's the one I'm thinking about. I see I personally wouldn't buy that cuz I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. So I mean, yeah, I, I guess technically you're right. They could do that to Tonka, but I mean, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. I think it looks cool, but yeah, if they had to do another one, I guess that's the only option they would have at this point. I do like that Jax version though. No, it's a great looking figure, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's cool. I just again, I just have no connection to it. 
But I guess if you yeah, if you're a Tatanka fan and you wanted to complete the picture, the, complete the puzzle of his career, that would be the next one in line. But again, is it necessary? I don't think so. Yeah, but you know what, Mattel's, what else are they going to give you? You know, I mean, there's not much left. And we talked about 10 coming up and I just, I'm just not excited about it, man. You know, we like, you know, go back to our previous podcast episode where we reviewed Legend Series 10. We got, you know, we gave our take on that. We're not too high on it. I mean, you got the Brutus, the Vader, the DDP. Does come with the removable microphone. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty solid set. Minus the Cena, I do like I do like that set. You know, the Vader, the Brutus, Brutus being number one for me. The DDP is pretty cool too. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't know, not bad. I think that's it. That's our position, guys. We love this set. We love this series. Got some great figures in here. We have them in hand. They look great. I got multiples of Tatanka. Got multiples of Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar Men's my Jake of this set. You know, I just keep buying them. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, I found all these again. I have three regular Million Dollar Men's right now, man. I should have grabbed a couple more now that I'm looking back on it. Well, whatever. Yeah. Until late now. Yeah, three regular Million Dollar Men's in a chase. I'm fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, if they had the chase, I would have grabbed it. Oh, but they didn't. They had the two black. Everybody's got a price. Ha ha ha. I'm sure they'll be putting out a couple more boxes of this, dude. Like I found the Chase Jake two months later. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I'll find it eventually. Oh, you'll find it. Trust me. Trust me. And that's our position on the Mattel WWE Legend Series Nine. What is your position? Let us know. We're gonna post this on Instagram and Twitter this week. Coming up, when we post these, comment. We want you to comment below. Let us know your position on the series. Did you get them? Which is your favorite figure in the series? etc. And also let us know what you want us to review. Comment, like, subscribe, follow Instagram and Twitter at SQDCircleAFP. And don't forget to tune in next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. Welcome to the Oh My God figure of the week. Well, that was great. That's some good beatboxing, man. Hey. Hey, yeah. Hey, yo. You talking about the Razor Ramon? The si. bad guy? Hello. To the rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to cardiac arrest. Here we go, baby. You Hi, ready? Bro. Series 7, yellow card Razor Ramon. I got this one. Men on card, bro. Dude, this is one of the best... Of course, it's an oh my god figure of the week. We had to cover it. This is one of the best Hasbro figures on card ever released. Yellow card Razor Ramon. We talk about popping, right? We love popping here, right? This this figure on card, I, just, I don't even know what to say. I mean, dude, it is one of the most iconic figures, let's just say, ever, ever released. 
you you would have to say this is his rookie figure. I'm not going to, you know, the Galoob, obviously, the Diamond Stud prototype. I'm not going to count that. It's what could or would have been. But, dude, this, this Razor Ramon figure, being a kid. Oh, my God. With the removable chain. Come on now. It's just so great. I mean, the yellow card, you have him in the back on the print of the card with the yellow vest with the chains. He's got the purple trunks with the razor in yellow. And then the figure just really pops on this card. You know, the uh, figure looks great. I love this uh, Hasbro version of uh, Razor. He's got the black vest with the red trunks. I mean, it just really pops. Man, with the gold chains, just perfect. Perfect on that card. It is perfect. It's a perfect figure. And it's an oh my God figure of the week. And... Like you said, everything ties together on that card, right? So you have the little bit of the the red with the real wrestling action with the razor's edge, that kind of image there with the red and the yellow. And that ties into the trunks, the gold and the red on the trunks. And then, like you said, with that gold chain and the black vest and boots on that yellow carding with him pictured in the yellow and the purple, it's just amazing. I'm just wondering why they didn't originally do the yellow and the purple to match the image on the card, but it's it, it's fine. You know, I mean, I I don't care. Maybe it would have been actually, it wouldn't have popped as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love this one on the card, but if I had to go loose, I do like the purple more version. I agree. Yeah. I agree. On card, I definitely like this one more, but if these two uh, were side-by-side side loose, I'd probably go with the purple. Oh, this yellow card series was amazing, bro. That Shawn Michaels too on the yellow card pops. Dude, you have Crush, Kamala, that Michaels, even Nails, man, on this card. I mean, this yellow card sets one of the best. So it's Kamala, Crush, Nails, Michaels, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon. Look, it's just an incredible set. I mean, dude, <laughs> let's just put it to you this way. The I just love the different color cards. So my favorite figures actually from the Hasbro line are probably the yellow card series and the red card series. If I had to pick like just figures and how well they go with their cards, I think I love the red card series and the the yellow card series from Hasbro the most. I mean, they had some really good figure combinations in those two series. The purple card series is okay. You know, I mean, you have like, I don't know, the Maybe the Scott Steiner. You know, I really like the Scott Steiner from the Purple Card series. I always think of Doink. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that Doink is amazing. The the Hacksaw looks good too. The Red Card series is pretty good too, man. You get the Yoko, Bam Bam, Perfect, Undertaker, Undertaker. Bret Hart. Yeah, dude, that that one's that one's pretty good too. I mean, talk about collecting like if you could just collect let's say if you didn't want to go deep right and do all the mint on card hasbros right because it's getting to the point where one you can't find them in good condition and two they're getting real expensive right you could just do certain series carded you know and i think that again for me the red card series and the yellow card series would be two series that i would like and they're you know what's great about them too there's not a lot of figures in the series yeah like even on the red card series, you know how we're talking about this razor with the yellow card. That Bam Bam on the red card is just you get that you know you get that as mint as you can on a card with that Bam Bam. That thing's incredible. 
We talk about that Bam Bam. Dude, we always talk about that Bam Bam figure. It's amazing. We talked about it in our last episode, Joe. The new segment. Our new segment was Killer, man. Yeah. Yeah, Squared Spotlight. Squared Bam Spotlight Bam. featured Bam Bam Bigelow, and we talk about that red card Bam Bam on there. I mean, guys, that figure is amazing on card. I think I'm going to Bam Bam your Bigelow in a minute. <sighs> you know I want one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. So getting back to this razor, though, like you said, on the card, I have this on card. I'll share the photos yeah. with the listeners and everything. I have it on a pretty minty card. I got to get a nice acrylic case for it. But it is an incredible figure. And the one of the reasons I actually got it on card was because my original one when I was a kid had a little bit of the paint wear where the the razors are, the gold razors are like on the knee pads and stuff. And kind of the gold razor logo is on his tights. Had a little rub off there, I guess, when I cleaned it when I was younger or something. And I needed something that was a little more clean. So I, was, I decided to just get it on card because, like you said, the card just popped. Yeah. I, I think I got this razor, I want to say, for like my birthday or might have been like Easter or something weird, man. I got it like on an off thing because I used to get figures for Easter, too, for some reason. And I want to say I got this razor for like Easter or so, something like that. It was like, a, like an off holiday. Of like birthday, Christmas kind of thing. But I remember getting this as a kid, man. It's just oof. adding that with the Hasbros was just like, especially Razor at the time. Just another level. Totally. Just another level. Just a great figure. I mean, again, you thought you talk about Razor during the time. I mean, he was just such an incredible champ, such an incredible athlete. We always talk about it, man, that diesel, you know, that what could have been, you know, we could have had the diesel, the original diesel, not the new retro diesel. And it would have been really cool to have him paired with that Razor, man. You know, the click, really. Michael's Razor oh, Diesel. Fuck Triple H. <laughs> yeah, I know. God, I don't even think of Triple H. I just, ah, you don't No, you don't. But anyway, I mean, Joe, you got the beautiful card here. Got the really incredible figure with the removable gold chain. You know, the series is just incredible. This yellow card series. The figure is iconic. I mean, you just got to have this in your collection. It is a rookie figure for the bad guy. And these are all the reasons, Joe. These are all the reasons that this Hasbro WWF Razor Remote from Series 7 is an, oh my God, figure of the week. What? 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 We had to bring this back, Joe. We had to do it. It just fits. Happy 316 day. What? 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 So, so it's happy 316 day. We're opening up a couple Steve Weisers, busting them open. And this is a question on everybody's mind today. What is your favorite 316 figure? Austin 316, baby. What's your favorite one? What? And for what reason? I honestly, I was thinking about this today. Me personally, Will. I have to go with uh, the defining moment, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love that figure. I love the pose. You know, I like the box. You know, you can see through the back. It's got the uh, skull displays going down the sides. 
And the best part is it comes with, you know, the winged eagle. It comes with the attitude, big version of the belt. And it comes with the smoking skull title that he is pretty, he's, as a Minon car collector, he's holding it above his head. So you get the three belts. It's a great version of Steve in the Defining Moments box with the skulls on both sides. For me, that's my favorite, uh, probably still cold figure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in, it's incredible. Really, it is. I don't know if it's my favorite, though. It's very difficult. I have that figure. I love it. Like you said, it comes with all the titles. But that Jax Classic Superstars Deluxe, talk about, I mean. Oh, man. Oh, the, with all the belts? belts. I mean, we're talking about belts. I mean, the Hall of Fame plaque in that presentation, that big box. I don't know, man. Going back, you know, going back, I'm just like thinking, I'm just like, oh my God, you know, what a, what a figure, you know, and I, and I was even looking for some rookie figures. So I'm trying to start to collect like some of the rookie figures for certain wrestlers and whatnot. Even go back to superstars, right? We talk about superstars. We got the BCAs, baby, the bone crunch in action. You know, you look at that, that first Austin, it wasn't a good figure at all, but I mean, it's iconic. At the time. Yeah. That, uh, that deluxe classic comes with the winged eagle, the IC. The tag, the smoking skull, the attitude, and the million dollar title, which is pretty sick. It's really sick, bro. Yeah, limited edition deluxe classic. Yeah, it's a good Stone Cold version. I don't know. I'm still on that. I'm still on that defining moments for me. But that that is that is up there though. That deluxe classic. It has to be. It's a ringside exclusive too. This stuff is tough to find. Is this ringside exclusive? I just never liked. I don't even know how many I, I own. I just never liked Jack's version of Stone Cold. Besides, like, the BCAs and stuff. Like, the original Stone Colds I always liked. But after that, I don't know. Just something about it. I just hated the way they did, you know, Stone Cold and the Jack's Classic line. I No, I agree with you. I think that he was always a little off. I think the best release in the Jack's Classic line, or one of the best releases of him, was later on in the ser- uh, later on in the in the line. I believe it was a single card at release with a double knee brace. And I really like this figure. He came with a couple beer cans. And I don't remember specifically what series. I think it was in the 20s. Came with that red vest. Oh, series 22. Yeah, series 22 Stone Cold. I thought that they did the very good job with the, the face scan on that one. And I really liked the image on the side of the box as well. Yeah, his body doesn't look off on that one. Yeah, he looks he looks really good. And then I also love personally, which I still have to add to the collection again. It comes with the rock too in that two pack. Comes yeah, he's got the two pack with the rock. Oh, it's the same figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a re release. Same figure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's yeah, that's the two pack with the rock with the pants on. Totally. I remember that. And another one that I really love that's kind of off the cuff that people forget about is that WWE Shop exclusive. I don't know if you remember Where he comes with Michaels? No, it's just him in a small box. WWE Shop exclusive, Jack Specific. Comes with a Smoking Skull title, and he comes with an actual, like, almost pleather-style vest on with the two knee braces. That's one of my favorite figures of him, and he comes with a beer can as well. Like, it's an incredible figure, and I forgot the exact release date on that, but it was a WWE Shop exclusive. Oh, yeah, it's the WWE Shop Jack's Classic Smoking Skull Belt. Yeah, it's like in that, it's in that little gray box. Yeah, little gray box. It's got the skulls all over it and stuff. I love that. I love that Stone Cold. Yeah, that's one you can't find. No. That's really rare. Very rare now. Yeah. There's one on eBay from the United Kingdom. 
Five hundred dollars. Uh, what's it? Eighty-three, whatever that is, right now. Eighty-three. Best okay. offer. Maybe I'll buy it. And you know, they're the elite uh, ringside exclusive flashback Stone Cold with the red vest. That one's not bad, but the head head's a little off on it. Oh, the flashback! Yeah, the flashback with the two titles, right? Where he's holding the two yeah. titles. That one's that one's not bad either. That's oh, a great figure. Yeah, that's a ringside exclusive too, right? Is that the one we're talking yeah. about? Oh wait, well here it is. There's one on eBay. Uh, the Shop Zone exclusive Stone Cold. It's a hundred bucks. That's not bad. I may get one. Shh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it comes uh comes in that little box. I love that. That's yeah, nice. I love that figure. Well, what about the ringside exclusive? Flashback ringside exclusive. That's the one we were talking about before with the bionic red vest and he's holding the two titles, the winged eagle, attitude error, and the smoking scold. Is that the one you were talking about or something different? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one, the flashback. Yeah, I love that. And the box is cool too because it has like the rattlesnake design on it and everything. It's really cool. Yeah. That's a good one. Love that. Love that. I mean, dude, there, how can you pick? I'm still on that defining moments for me. But there is there are some good ones. The funniest thing about this, listeners, is we were kind of bitching about how many Stone Cold figures we have and they can't make anymore. But realistically, I guess they can make some more because <laughs> we keep saying, oh, that's a great Stone Cold figure. And, oh, that's a good figure. I know. Now we're saying, <laughs> now we're like, oh, these are all pretty good. Come on. Even that Defining Moments one with his camo gear. I mean, that's a classic one with the jeans and that i just love that figure yeah yeah that's a good one that is just a fun that's from raw march 22nd 99 i mean that's like prime time stone cold i mean that's just that's just a great figure bro yeah yeah it is so i guess they can make some more no they can't (laughs) no 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 (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that's Train's coming to an end. That train's coming to an end, guys and gals i mean that 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 is it i mean you know just like this podcast episode's coming to an end the only other Austin that they could make is the one. Do you remember the classic Superstar series two pack with him and Piper? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good two pack. Yeah, where he had the Austin, I believe, or Unleash Austin shirt on or something like that. Came with like the the cooler and stuff with the kind of the shorts. Mattel could do something like that. Although they did do a short Stone Cold in the Hall of Fame Target exclusive line, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. They've done so many Stone Colds, dude. That was Hall of Fame Target exclusive with the what shirt they gave him, which is a great one. And that was the unreleased Legends figure, remember? Yeah. That last Legends series was supposed to be, what was it supposed to be? Magnum TA, this Stone Cold, I think the Andre the Giant that went to a Maddie Collector exclusive, and then the DDP, and then something else, I think. I, I forgot what it was, but it's out there. Go to Google, guys and gals. That was supposed to be a fun Last Legend series. And then they moved that to this Hall of Fame series. That's a great figure, and it's a perfect figure for our segment this week. Perfect way to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Happy 316. Happy 316 day to everybody out there. Give me a hell yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast 316 says, I just whipped your ass. (laughs) We're on the what, what? What, what, what question of the week? So, happy 316 day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. Hope you had some fun. Sorry we skipped a week. Again, we're still working out our schedule. Bear with us. It's going to be all better in a few months. Just give us some time. I'm getting a new place. We get settled in. We're going to do regular podcast episodes. We're going to be doing YouTube reviews. It's going to be great, grand. We're going to have 
awesome collection room shots. It's going to be wild here. Yeah. So don't forget, listen every week, and go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQDCircleAFP. We will post there when our episodes drop so you'll know. Don't forget, all major podcast platforms, just hit that notification button. And when a new episode is uploaded, you'll be instantly notified. And remember, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collection.